Muffins are a great make-ahead breakfast, especially if you have a crowd or you have kids home that like muffins for breakfast, but then we'll also eat them for snacks and you just have them on hand. But what's going to make the difference between your everyday muffin and your holiday season muffin is going to be the ingredients that you use. So if you want to make a cranberry orange muffin, that feels very of the season. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. And I cannot believe it is December already. A quick announcement for all of y'all. We typically take the second half of December off of Didn't I Just Feed You. We do have some pre-recorded episodes, some reheated episodes. But if you need more Stacey and Megan in your life in between the middle of December and the new year, you'll want to join our listeners community and sign up for the subscriber feed, either on Apple Podcasts or via our super fan supporting membership. A big part of why we take time off in December is so that we can celebrate the holidays and also just hang out with our kids, especially when they're home from school break, when feeding them is pretty much our full-time work. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're going to talk about make-ahead breakfasts. So the idea was that these recipes that we're going to talk about today be for holiday mornings or for when you're hosting extended family and friends. But I got to say that I think that some of these are going to be useful when it's just me and my guys at home during winter break. I mean, that's kind of feeding a crowd, right? And (laughs) it is. And maybe those are facts. Yeah. Maybe you'll have some intentional leftovers, too. But I do want to know, do you have traditions around holiday breakfast in your house, either for celebrating Christmas or Hanukkah or New Year's? So the only real tradition we have is that the boys expect, want, crave cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning. Yeah. And we're going to talk about make it cinnamon rolls because I think that this is not uncommon. But we're also going to talk about the fact that it's not the easiest. It's really not. No, you make it easier by making it make ahead. Right. So we're going to talk about that. But we're also going to talk about even easier routes. So those of you with real small kids, you have time to course Set the expectation now. Let's talk about Christmas morning stratas or, you know, New Year's Eve quick breads. Yes. <laughs> Stuff that's actually super easy and make ahead. But I, you know, it's become a tradition. I like doing it. It's a ritual for me too. So, you know, I also really love making stratas. I wouldn't say that it's a tradition, but that always happens. I like using uh, leftovers for stratas. We'll talk about how they are very flexible. Every year I make a version of gingerbread syrup just to have around. Like Oliver will add it to his hot chocolate. I'll add it to my coffee. So there are certain things I make that I have around. Oh, and last year we shared the recipe. So we'll link that in the show notes. So there are just certain things that I like having around. We make the same pretty much three holiday cookies every year. So like those are around and holiday cookies count as breakfast. I agree. 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the cinnamon rolls are like the main tradition. Yes. But it's like a certain food on a certain morning. My mom always made, and now I'm like, how did she do that as a single mom pulling off Christmas for everybody by herself? But she always made Joy of Cooking's like pecan sticky buns every Ooh, year. Yeah, that's so fun. Yeah. And now I'm remembering that like a lot of times we were like, okay, where's breakfast? We got through opening presents and now we're starving. Yeah. So can we just talk about that for a second? Can we explain? We're alluding to it, but you, when you make cinnamon rolls, sticky buns, something like that ahead of time, you got to get it out of the fridge and let it come to room temperature. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's got to bake, which like they have a long baking time, like sometimes Correct. 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour, especially if you're making like a 13 by nine big pan of sticky Correct. buns or cinnamon rolls. And I usually make my icing the morning of. Mm -hmm. I guess I could make that ahead too. But then, so like that's something that I have to do that's in the kitchen away from the gifts. You know, like I like the idea of a strata or a casserole that's entirely prep ahead because you can wake up, run downstairs, tell the kids to hold on a second while you get your coffee, take your pan straight from your fridge into the oven set it, forget it, you know, put a little timer on and then like go and sit and sip your coffee while gift stuff is happening. I want to also make explicit that we are very much talking about a Christmas tradition here and not everyone celebrates Christmas. So I'm really talking about a morning when there's like other stuff you want to do. There are other winter holiday events having people over breakfast where cinnamon buns, having them made ahead and then, you know, waiting for that time isn't quite as big a deal. It's just that when you're making cinnamon rolls, kids are and grownups <laughs> are impatient and there's still like quite a bit of time the morning of. Yeah. I hope that this episode won't feel like it's explicit to Christmas, though, because I think that there is. I agree. Yeah. That's I why I wanted to call it out. Yeah. Because I think there are a lot of other reasons to do make ahead breakfast that feel celebratory, right? Like. Uh, you have all your nieces and nephews and nibblings for like family sleepover or you don't want to get up super early on New Year's Day, but you want to have sort of like brunt a uh, celebratory brunch. Um, we have a really great, epi I think, toot our own horn, a really great episode about like how to feed a crowd from this summer that I think is a little bit relevant to to this idea of like. How do you feed other people and one, not just be stuck in the kitchen the whole time, whether yes, it's totally. breakfast or lunch or happy hour or whatever, and also how to like not be resentful when you're when you are helping host a lot of people, because I think that that's something that's happening for a lot of people during this time of year, too. Right. Like you're hosting a lot. Totally. And I also think that a lot of make ahead breakfasts even if you just have kids home from college, right? You make, it's a bunch of stuff that you make ahead. And then whenever they get up or, you know, just having kids around, like they can snack on it from morning into second breakfast. You know, it's just nice to have a big tray of something or a nice loaf of a quick bread that's just like hanging around and there to be pick on too even if you're not entertaining. So can we start there? You mentioned like a big 
tray of things and like quick breads, I think that's like a really great place to start. And you mentioned this in that episode about how to feed a crowd, this idea of doing like a biscuit bar or like a bagel spread. And maybe you make a couple of things that make it feel like a little more special. Like you make some flavored cream cheese or you make like some pimento cheese. But I think the idea is here that like you could make a lot of the components ahead of time and even maybe like create your spread and like wrap some things. And then in the morning, you're like basically just pulling everything out onto the counter or onto a serving board. I love that. I think that that's really fun. A bagel board is like always fabulous and you can buy the bagels or get great bagels shipped to you if that's easier. You know, smoked meats, smoked fish. Um, I love your idea of some homemade cream cheeses, which gets to something that I think is going to be a thread throughout everything we talk about, which is a matter of ingredients. Like we're going to talk about muffins are on my list, for example. Muffins are a great make-ahead breakfast, especially if you have a crowd or you have kids home that like like muffins for breakfast, but then we'll also eat them for snacks and you just have them on hand. But what's going to make the difference between your everyday muffin and your holiday season muffin is going to be the ingredients that you use. So if there's a favorite, like if everybody just loves chocolate chip muffins, make that. But if you want to make a cranberry orange muffin, that feels very of the season. Or you want to make a muffin that has a streusel on top and maybe a little bit of a, you know, a glaze or an icing that you drizzle on top too. Like that's going to take your regular old everyday muffin and make it feel festive for the season. I feel like for me, a streusel of some kind, it could even be like a savory streusel and an icing or sauce of some kind is like everything that you need to make the most basic things feel special. Yeah, totally. And sprinkles, maybe. Yeah, I think that's a great point that like that, even like on pancakes, right? Yes. Like that can really make a difference. So we're going to give you a ton of ideas and we're definitely going to link to a bunch of recipes as examples, but like really think about how to play with your flavor. Another recipe that I'm going to share in the show notes is for gingerbread muffins. Like, boom, there you go. That screams holiday season. (laughs) It does. And it has all those special things in it, right? Like robust flavors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what other kind of spread? You talked about bagels. Yeah. I think those are my two, like a bagel bar and a biscuit bar. Yeah. I keep calling it a bar, but like it's a biscuit spread. Spread. Yeah. Yeah. And I do could do something like, but this is less make ahead, but like just hard-boiled eggs. I guess that would all go on my bagel bar, to be honest. Yeah. I've seen, like, French toast bar kind of thing. I know. I can't think of a way where French toast is not, like, you standing over the stove making it, unless it's a casserole. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So a casserole, but then maybe it's, like, a casserole and then a bunch of different syrups, like the gingerbread syrup, maple syrup, and one other syrup that you can batch ahead and just have on hand. I really love that. Twenty twenty four is the year we're focused on finally reducing dinner time overwhelm at Didn't I Just Feed You? And that means making grocery shopping easier and more cost effective, especially when it comes to the foods we all tend to spend the most on, like meat. 
Enter ButcherBox, where you can count on incredible deals on premium cuts. At ButcherBox, you can choose a curated box or customize your order of 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood to stock your fridge with all the proteins you need for the week, month, or even the year at prices that are hard to come by at the grocery store. That's all your protein shopped for in one shot at great prices delivered to your door with free shipping. Just one change, switching over to ButcherBox, and you guarantee yourself fewer trips to the grocery store and savings that are hard to find at the supermarket. Dinnertime overwhelm, be gone. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, you get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y and use the code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You, to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. We did, for Better Homes and Gardens, many moons ago, a sugar bun recipe that we made part of a breakfast spread. So you could, like, make the sugar buns up to a certain point the night before and then put them in the oven. They do not require the, like, coming to room temperature sort of secondary proof before you put them in the oven. And then you could do things like hard-boiled eggs, maybe some oven-baked bacon, and then fresh fruit, and that would feel 
like a spread that's also like a little bit of baked goods and not too much effort. And I want to say that if you are making breakfast, if you're entertaining, you have people in town, take your nubs and leftovers (laughs) after a couple of mornings and put that into a spread. You know what I mean? Like just a whole bunch of toast, but then a little bit of the casserole that's left over, some hard-boiled eggs, some smoked salmon, and just make like a little breakfast bar. Like that, a bar or spread is a nice way to start getting rid of stuff too. Yes. <laughs> so it's not quite make ahead, but it is. It's intentional leftover spread <laughs> for morning. You sort of alluded to it already, but I do love this idea of like making us a, a like sweet baked goods kind of spread like maybe you make some muffins one day maybe you make some scones another day and then when everyone's had like had a a few of those but you still have some bits and bobs like you put them on a plate you make some like compound butters which can really just be like adding maple syrup and a little bit of cinnamon to some butter and then putting that out to feed everyone with like all the baked goods that you already have laying around Yeah. yeah So let's get into baked goods because muffins, scones, quick breads, morning cakes, and then there's some, I think, probably straggler morning sweets that we'll talk about are many of them make great make-ahead breakfasts. Yes. All of them. Yeah. Let's So let's get into some examples in that category to start inspiring people. Okay. Coffee cake? King Arthur Flower made coffee cake their recipe of the year for 2023. And their like cinnamon basic one is very good, but then they have a ton of flavors. And who doesn't love cake in any form for breakfast? Totally. And again, you can add orange zest, you can add cranberries, you can, you know, there's a lot you can do. You can, instead of cinnamon and the crumble on top, Maybe you add some like allspice and nutmeg and make it gingerbready. So lots of ways to change it up and make it more festive if you feel like you want that. I love the Pancake Princess and she does lots of different bake-offs where she pulls tons of popular recipes for popular dishes, things like coffee cake. And then she does a taste-off, a bake-off taste-off, cook-off taste-off, depending on the recipe. She has one for coffee cake, so just going to throw that out there as well. And then she has one for apple cake. And apple cakes are really, really nice this time of year, too. Yes. We did this, like, bunk cake when Patty and I worked for Alton Brown that was, like, apples and pears, and there was candied ginger in it, and then there was this, like, cinnamon icing and it got demerara on top it takes a long time to bake so it's definitely a make-ahead thing but it's so delicious and would look so impressive love it on a holiday get the recipe for us yes i will monkey bread monkey bread is really popular (laughs) it sure is how do you feel about monkey bread i think i've only made it like twice I think I've only ever made it when it was assigned to me. Yeah. Like, I don't. But I get its appeal for little kids, too. Yes. Like, calling it monkey bread and then the pull apart, like, pieces. It's just kind of fun. I don't know. It is. It's also, like, less to eat in one round than a cinnamon roll is. That is a great point. You can just get, like, exactly the amount you need. Yeah. So many recipes online. We're going to link to one on Foodie Crush. That's an easy Instant Pot monkey bread because we like easy and Instant Pots. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, but you mentioned cinnamon rolls. We both make cinnamon rolls. We prep them ahead. We both use the same recipe. Yes. And it is the cinnamon roll recipe in our Make Ahead Holiday Handbook, which is very much inspired by our friend Cindy Ray. We both have used her recipe for a couple of years, but we've both adapted it slightly. And that recipe includes directions for making the dough ahead, assembling the cinnamon rolls ahead, but also for fully baking the cinnamon rolls and freezing the frosting along with the fully baked cinnamon rolls. So let's say Christmas Eve, so the night before you want to serve them, you pull them out of the freezer, let them thaw, and then the morning of you just reheat them in a warm oven, like 350-ish, and add the icing, and they taste just like they were fresh baked. It'll save you so much time. If you want something a little bit more interesting, maybe something that feels a little more like inventive or exciting or new take, we found a recipe for milk bread five spice cinnamon rolls that sounds so good to me. But there are like a million versions yeah. of cinnamon rolls, sticky buns. So we'll just link to a few, but definitely feel free to peruse around. I would personally, unless you're a well-seasoned baker, just look for a recipe that says make ahead because then you're sure that they'll give you the make ahead directions. But honestly, can't all of them be made ahead? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you don't actually need a make ahead recipe. But if you're not like familiar with how to do it, you haven't done it a lot, look for a make ahead recipe or at least like look at a few and read the directions and then you can apply those to any cinnamon roll, sticky roll recipe. I'm going to say something. I don't mean to sound harsh, but I think any good cinnamon roll or sticky bun recipe is going to give you directions that are like, at this point, you can stop and put it in the fridge and it can stay there for that long or like do this. So then the morning of you only have to do this. I hear you because that's like such a it's like built into the process of making them. Yes. You it, know a, what I mean? It's like it's a like clear a very, understanding a, of yes. how people are going to serve cinnamon rolls. Like they don't want to like, bake them at four o'clock. Yeah, totally. Yes. Star bread is really pretty. Same basic idea, but it's just like it just looks nice and it's very festive and you can make it ahead. Have you ever made star bread? No, I haven't. In fact, I don't. I'm like, is this a bit like? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it so is. We're linking to a recipe on a site called Ahead of Time. But I know Preppy Kitchen has a star bread recipe. It just looks like a snowflake. And I think that's pretty. <laughs> it does. It is really pretty. And actually, it uses a technique where that's like it looks complicated, but all you're doing is like yeah. making a certain number of cuts and like and folding things yep. onto totally. each other. That makes yeah. me think also of like Danishes. You know, yes. we think of a Danish sometimes as being like singular, but you can make more like a long Danish loaf that you can yes. slice. And then cut it. Yeah. And actually I grabbed a recipe for a cheese Danish, one that uses puff pastry just Which to make so it nice. even easier. Yes. yes. Totally. I feel like we mentioned muffins and scones a little bit, but are there any that you want to shout out? Like, I know we have a blueberry streusel muffin on Didn't I Just Feed You? That's really good. And it, again, hits that like streusel makes it feel more festive than just like a blueberry muffin. And maybe you could swap out rehydrated dried cherries or something for the blueberries to make it a little bit more seasonal. 
Yeah, totally. But do you have other um, muffin recipes that you love? I said gingerbread muffins, which I just really like the flavor of gingerbread. So that... I have the only scones I like are my own scones for lemon cream cream scones. I like the lemon flavor if that doesn't feel festive or of the season. Um, I suppose you could do like orange and then add some dried cranberries in there, too. The basic recipe would be the same. No, but that's it. Like cranberry, orange, cinnamon, gingerbread. Like these are the flavors that I tend to revolve around this time of year. Um, pumpkin is another big one, obviously. What about you? I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm not making muffins enough. Although I will say on kitchen.com, Christine Gallery, who's also been a guest on the show, has a double chocolate like bakery muffin recipe that I probably make like once a year and is so good and would be really festive. Nice. I have long been chasing. Could you do something like pepperminty on top? Could you crush candy canes and put you them on top totally or something? could. I was about to say I've been chasing this. I had from a bakery that then closed this like double chocolate ginger cookie. And I was thinking, what if you did like chopped candy ginger in Christine's muffin recipe. Mm. So you get this like little bite and then like an icing with some I want to say pumpkin spice kind of things like nutmeg cinnamon. It's like chocolate and warm spices. Delicious. I think we should jump ahead to the real star of make-ahead breakfast, especially for holiday mornings like Christmas when you want to just make something the night before, take it out, put it in the oven, which is like casseroles of all kinds. Oh, my gosh. And it is so hard. I mean, that could be it, right? Guys, look up breakfast casseroles. (laughs) You can look up casserole. You can look up strata. You can add vegan to your search. You can add vegetarian to your search. If you love sausage, you can add sausage to your search. You can add bacon. Like there are so many that it's hard for us to narrow it down because it really depends on you. I would say, you know, if it's a recipe you haven't made before, go to a site that you trust, a source that you trust. We pulled some examples from sources that we trust just to get you started. I really love the site Spoon Fork Bacon. They have great recipes. They have great recipes. And they have a way of making even just ordinary things feel really festive and feel like I'm entertaining, but still like down to earth, like not too fancy or fussy. So they have a sausage strata. But I believe if I'm remembering correctly, they sort of speak about how to assemble a strata in general. So if you'd rather a bacon strata or even a vegetarian one, it might be a good reference and place to start. And they also have a breakfast casserole that looks sick. It's like, like, it looks so good. I, it looks so good. <laughs> I linked to a cheesy hash brown breakfast casserole from the kitchen that I've made before that it is really good. And then I was like, forget it. It's this spoon fork bacon <laughs> recipe. Although maybe there's a little more prep involved. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Can we take... Like, I'm going to a- say one more thing, though. Okay. 
from Spoon Fork Bacon. Yeah. They also have a hash brown crust bacon cheddar quiche. Mm. And you can just kind of scroll through because even if you don't want to make it bacon and cheddar, like just following their instructions for ha- how to make a hash brown crust is really nice. Yes. I love okay, that so well, much. You wanted to say something. Okay. I wanted to get a little more top level because you were like, oh, we're we're mentioning casseroles, breakfast casseroles. But I there's like also subcategories too. And I thought it might be helpful just really quickly talk about like there's... A frittata, a strata, a ca- casserole, which technically these like a strata and a frittata are types of casseroles. And then quiches, too, which you were asking you beforehand if they count as a casserole. And I was like, kind of, but technically they're, they're like a custard a pie. Custard pie, yeah. But I think that, that it's like helpful to know like a strata usually uses some form of bread in it. So it's almost like a savory bread pudding, which bread pudding is another great it is. And actually, I have to tell you that I, okay, I was going to say a strata is basically a savory bread pudding. Yes. Right. So that's what it is. And then when someone says bread pudding, that typically means it's sweet. But a strata is just a bread pudding, you guys, but with savory deliciousness and cheese. Not that long ago on Reddit, I saw this great debate too about Technically, a frittata is an egg dish that you start on the stove, but a lot of like breakfast casseroles are strata inspired. And so the strata inspired or frittata? Frittata inspired, inspired, excuse me. So this like whole Reddit thread was debating if you could actually call something that you bake in the oven a frittata or not, which is only funny because we have a like make ahead frittata breakfast burrito which makes like a sheet pan egg that you can add any kind of like veg you want to to it and then turn it into breakfast burritos but i'm like oh maybe we were wrong maybe we shouldn't have called it a frittata breakfast burrito. i think technically it's not a frittata. it's not okay. but anyway shh. <laughs> <laughs> so then then it's just a breakfast casserole which can kind of be any any kind of veg like you see it a lot with hash browns like the spoon fork bacon one or the kitchen one yes but you can also find it with other veggies, meats like sausage and bacon. Breakfast. So then it's just like a breakfast casserole. So I frittatas, I usually do start on the stove, which they are good make ahead. You would cook them all the way through and then you could warm it or you could do room temperature like the way you would a Spanish tortilla. Mm-hmm. But for me... I like casseroles for holidays because I like prepping everything, but then it actually cooks the morning of, but it cooks completely hands off where you just put it right in the oven. You don't have to do anything on the stovetop. And so I think that makes it slightly more a breakfast casserole or a strata. I find slightly more make ahead friendly than a frittata, technically speaking. Yes. What about a quiche? Because a quiche, I think people might have questions about the best way to make that ahead and then like bake it off in the morning. I bake it all the way and then just warm it. Oh, yeah. That's Mm -hmm. super smart. When I worked in bakeries and we would make large volumes, we would like par bake the pie crust the night before and then make up the like filling the like, you know, cook veggies and make the custard and then just like 
assemble everything in like five minutes and stick it in the oven to bake off. So that's an option too, just depending on what's going on the night before for you. Yes, totally. Uh, I want to point out that our recipe for strata is called an anything goes strata. So it's also a good reference, like if you've never made one before, for how you can use what you have on hand. I've made stratas with asparagus and gruyere, with mushrooms and caramelized onions and thyme, with kale and cheddar. You can really do whatever. You could use bagels. For a while, Chrissy Teigen had a like... Oh, yeah. Breakfast casserole, yeah. like an everything bagel breakfast casserole that had like smoked salmon and whatnot in it, which might be great if you do a bagel bar one day of the weekend and then you need to turn it into something I else later that. in the weekend. You talked about bread pudding, which is sweet, and we love sweet breakfasts. There are a lot of French toast casseroles. I personally find a lot of recipes for French toast casseroles. The ones that use sliced bread, you don't get like a consistent (laughs) texture throughout. Like the edges of the bread that stick out and are exposed to heat get a little crispier. And then it's like there's not enough custardiness for me. Mm -hmm. I always prefer the French toast casseroles that cut the bread into cubes so that there's much more bread under the surface that's get cu- that gets custardy. But I have found, and I've not made every single French toast casserole in the world, guys, but a lot of those recipes for a French toast casserole don't have as much egg as a proper bread pudding or it's liquid true. in general. And then it doesn't get custardy. So I'm like, I'm not going to make a French toast casserole. I'm going to make a bread pudding because that's where I'm going to get that texture I want if you want that really custardy texture. So that's just a little hint if that's your preference like it is mine. Yes. And we do have, I think, a very good bread pudding, like classic bread pudding recipe on the site. And it has a very delicious, it's basically like heavy cream, maple syrup and butter. Warm sauce that you pour over it. But like how festive is that, right? So good. And another idea that I've seen going around, an eggnog bread pudding, too, Mm. if you want to use those holiday flavors. I love that so much. And if time is a consideration, too, you can always do them like individual, like you can find individual like muffin size recipe for bread pudding. And then that's a nice like everyone gets their own kind of thing. Yeah, totally. This is like not really related, but I'm going to throw it out there. Do it. We have a recipe for an oven baked maple glazed bacon recipe. And I just feel like if you're going to have the oven on to bake (laughs) a cat, a breakfast casserole or a bread pudding that you should maybe also put some bacon in the oven. That would smell delicious while you open presents and feel very celebratory. I couldn't agree with you more. I love that recipe. I think it's great. And it's no mess because it's done in the oven or minimal mess. I minimal say. Mess, it's not yes. splatter all over your kitchen, but it is so, so good. Is there anything else you feel compelled to say about breakfast casseroles in general? No, we didn't really. All we talked about in regards to quiche is that I bake mine ahead of time and that you can also parbreak the crust and then make the egg mixture, like whip it up in the first thing in the morning, as long as you've cooked and prepped the mix-ins, because that takes a while. Mm -hmm. 
Is there anything you want to add to that? I'm going to link to Sally's baking addiction because she has actually a really helpful post on how to make the perfect quiche, which I think is a good like primer, like a nice place to start. Quiche Lorraine is a thing that feels very festive, too, because it just like has ham and classic. Are there caramelized onions in it? Not you. I always think of quiche Lorraine as just being ham and Greer. You're right. You're right. Okay. Well, I'm going to link to apparently I've written a quiche Lorraine <laughs> recipe. Do it Let's... on Kitchen. And then I'm also was seeing when I was googling that they have like a bacon and cheese breakfast quiche, which I think is is an interesting like take on combining a quiche with like the all the things of a breakfast casserole. Quiche is so good. It's so good. And you know what? It feels fancy without even actually being fancy. A hundred percent. And it just like, it keeps really well. I do think the key, if you've ever had quiche and you're like, I don't agree with these ladies. I wonder if it's because it was made with a subpar pie crust. Hmm. I also think people get the ratio of like dairy to egg wrong because Mm. they're nervous about it. And so what they end up is more like an egg pie than an actual. Yes. um, Like real like custard. Yes. Totally. Okay. There is something else I wanted to say about like make ahead breakfast, but I got distracted with the idea of Dutch babies. Can you make a Dutch baby ahead? You make them all the time. And actually, like if you make the batter the night before. Yeah. And then whiz it and leave it at room temperature and then whiz it up again right before you pour it in the pan. It'll give you the fluffiest Dutch baby of all times. So literally blend it, put it in a food storage container that's sealed and keep it on the counter. And lazier than that. I just <laughs> blend it up in my blender and then leave the blender on the counter. Then leave the blender craft on the counter and then whiz it up again in the morning. Okay. Especially because if Hot you're making tip. a like 13 by 9 size Dutch baby, it's a high volume and like the blender's the tool for it rather than yeah. like just a whisk or an immersion blender. Yeah. Is that enough food? No, but if you put bacon in the oven, too, and there was fruit, I don't know. I like it. I'm into it. I'm super into, in general, I'm super into this idea of just leaving the batter (laughs) on the counter. (laughs) If nothing else, I feel like that's the the hot tip of the episode, so I'm into it. Okay, Okay, so you're kind of taking us into, like, waffle pancake territory. Yeah. Which... It's tricky, right? Like, not really make ahead. We have a pancake and waffle mix. That you could make ahead. Mix ahead. But I think the thing is, if your family, like, really loves pancakes, is to maybe do, like, a sheet pan pancake. I agree. I can make our recipe, because I have it memorized, like, the batter and get it into the oven in, like, less than 10 minutes. And that would be enough time for like let my kids open stockings throw that in the oven and then get back into the living room with my coffee if it takes you 10 minutes it'll probably take everyone else 15 right just to like yeah just to pull up the recipe like get acclimated you know you know what i would do if that's like really important to you and you want to save time either with like classic pancakes or or the the sheet pan is like 
measure out all the dry stuff the night before. You might even be able to mix up the dr- the wet ingredients too and just stick them back in the fridge. And then that way you're really just like dumping one into the other in the morning. Yeah, I think that works. Um, waffles, <laughs> I, they're not. Naked they're not. Me. Okay, I was like, maybe Megan's going to have some like crazy magic that... I mean, we always say, right, that you could mi- like... Every time you make waffles, just make extra and stick them in the freezer. And then you could reheat them in the oven the night before. Think if you really want a waffle situation for Christmas morning, you might be better off making some kind of like waffle bread pudding casserole situation. But I do want to shout out that if you're making that or you're making our sheet ham pancake that the gingerbread syrup recipe that Stacy makes for her family and has so generously shared with us in our didn't I just feed you listeners community is like the thing that's going to make these feel like celebratory on Christmas morning. Just go yes. make it. I am going to say something because I was like, ah, I wonder. I did just look up. Can you make waffles ahead of time? Because I was very curious. And it's true. I'm seeing on the site Pinch and Swirl. It's not a site that I'm familiar with. Is it one that you're familiar with? But they're saying that classic, their classic Belgian waffle recipe, the batter will keep beautifully in the fridge for up to three days. Okay, but then you're still standing over the waffle maker. I know, I know. I just wanted to say it since we brought it up. Like, I think that if you want to be in this territory, it's about the gingerbread syrup and just like a sheet pan pancake. And that's the way to go. But then, honestly, I'm going to bring us right back to the top and say, if your kids love sheet pan pancakes, what about cinnamon, you know, the baked donut holes or sometimes they're just like little cinnamon muffins, Mm -hmm. but something that tastes just like pancake that you can bake ahead of time, like a quick bread. And then like morning of either serve with a streusel on top, or if they really want the maple syrup, warm them up and pour maple syrup over the little muffins or dunk them in melted butter that you melt real quick in the microwave and roll them in cinnamon sugar that you've prepped ahead of time. And you get the same sort of flavors. I know it's not the same, but like there are still ways you can get to that vibe and that flavor profile. Totally make ahead or more make ahead. What we really need is for some manufacturer to develop a waffle sheet pan that we can <laughs> oh put up in. And It'd be amazing. Make like one giant waffle. Could you imagine? It'd be so, It'd be so cool. fun. Hey, I wanted to say something too. Which Do it. is <laughs> I'm thinking about my own Christmas morning, obviously, and how I have previously like tried to do cinnamon rolls. And like I think I might be the only one who cares about cinnamon rolls because I'm like trying to carry on my mom's tradition. And it's very nice to do things that feel celebratory, but especially during a season where I think we're all like spread pretty thin. If you like buy quiche from Costco and you buy like pre-cooked bacon and you are just nice and calm on Christmas morning, that's also celebratory too. 100%. 100%. It's also completely make-ahead. Yes. It counts. <laughs> that might be the most make-ahead thing on this list, guys. Yeah. So lean into it. If that, It just depends what it is, what goal you are personally trying to accomplish. All right. 
I think Let's we do. Make Let's... a head holiday breakfast. It's getting me in the mood. I love holiday breakfast foods. I'm like, I want this all the time now. <laughs> I want to make okay, this Okay, well, it's December. No one's going to judge you. Some right? people have had their Christmas stuff up since October. So I think it's you're... It's true. Do you need me to write you a permission slip? Do it, Megan. Do okay. it right now. I will do it. And I'll put it on our Instagram <laughs> for the world I to see. It. I love it. You guys, speaking of Instagram, we are at Didn't I Just Feed You? If you haven't signed up yet for our free community, what are you waiting for? We have shopping lists and meal plans and ideas. And especially during the holidays, people chiming in, asking questions, trading recipes, saying what they've tried, what's worked, what hasn't. Go to didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community to figure out how to join. Hey, can I just give a shout out? Next week, we will be publishing our beloved gift guide for our subscriber community. So it might be a good time for you to go ahead and subscribe via Apple Podcasts or um, when you're on the website, join our super fan community. Yes. And I'm going to add something else. I'm going rogue. It's the holiday season. You guys, leave us a rating or a review. <laughs> oh, I Such thought you were going to say, gift to us. give the gift of didn't I just feed you, gift your friends community membership. Or do that. But yes. even just writing a rating or review would make us so happy. Hey, a uh, huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Stacy. I'm Megan. Stay sane and well fed until next week. Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review. 